Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest developments from your favourite brands. I'm Kieran McLoon, editor for Global Franchise Magazine. The majority of our franchisees will lease facilities, so anywhere from 6,000 to 8,000 square feet, and we build out our pools at that site. So there might be a strip center, there might be a light industrial complex. We have some franchisees that buy their own land and develop. So we like to build our own pools and our facilities because we can create a customized facility for the families. While many franchise brands are built around making as much money as possible for all involved, some concepts strive to put more back into the world than just financial gains. One such example is Goldfish Swim School, which co-founders Chris and Jenny McQuiston created in order to make children as safe as possible around water. This commitment to compassion has benefited the brand's expansion, and since its 2006 creation, Goldfish has now grown to have more than 250 schools either open or in development across the US. Join us as we sit down with Chris and Jenny to learn more about the journey they've gone on in the 16 years since Goldfish was created, and what kind of partners they're looking for when curating the franchise's future. You know, I grew up swimming as a young kid. I I took lessons. My mom put my sister and I in lessons really early. And my first memory, honestly, of swim lessons was a little bit dark and dingy. And my instructor wasn't super friendly, not a lot of games or anything fun. And I don't know that I had the best memory of learning how to swim, but continued on and uh, ended up swimming in high school and college. I went to University of Arizona and swam in college there um, and then competed at kind of a higher level at the Olympic trials. And so it really was a big part of my life, and uh, I, I knew maybe I wanted to continue doing it in some fashion, but I went on to become, I, my major was early childhood, and so I ended up teaching at a preschool, but my memory always brought me back to this girl that I met in college. Her parents owned a swim school out in California, and I had never heard about a swim school. We didn't have those by us. It was really just these local pools doing kind of one-off lessons, and so it always sort of piqued my interest, and I was teaching swimming in the summers, just some lessons and coaching, and then I was teaching at a preschool in the winter. And I'm like, gosh, why couldn't I combine these two? And it sounds like that's what a swim school is. And so I came to Chris and I told him this grand idea that I think we should build a pool in our backyard and we were going to build a swim school. And he's like, whoa, (laughs) we had like a starter, like we had no backyard. So we kind of took a moment and um, just did a lot of research for, I don't know, two years um, and just, you know, went around the country and looked into what a swim school really was and how to teach infants how to swim. I mean, I was a competitive swimmer, but I didn't really know that side of it. And so we did our research and uh, ended up just kind of going big and just starting it and not do it. We were talked about doing a hotel pool or renting space. And we just really felt like the right way to do it was just to go big or go home. And we built our first school in 2006. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds like swimming has certainly always been within your blood. And I was kind of curious a little about whether that's the same with when you're expanding your franchise network. Um, Chris, what kind of background do you find that most of your franchisees come from? Do they have that same kind of experience or passion or is there a, a large variety when it comes to your new partners? Yeah, I would say that the majority of our franchisees don't have the extensive swim experience that Jenny has. Right. A lot of the franchisees that have come into the program have seen the opportunity. They've wanted to give back and provide you know, lessons to kids that, that need them. They saw the business opportunity. They saw the fact that this was a model that uh, was a little bit you know, more recession-proof, Amazon-proof, uh, had sustainability, and it wasn't a fad. And so the franchisees that have typically worked the best in our program need to have a little bit of an entre- entrepreneurial spirit because they need to take risks. They're taking on debt. They're signing leases. 
uh, hiring a bunch of uh, staff to, to teach these swim lessons. So they need to have that mindset, but they need to be also process driven. They come into a franchise, they're given an operations manual, they're giving processes to uh, teach, to market, to sell. But they also, with that entrepreneurial mindset, need to create maybe their own way of hiring or their own way of getting into the local community because every market's a little bit different. Uh, and obviously, the people across the country are a little bit different. So they need to be creative enough to create a process that might work for their specific location that may not work for every franchisees across uh, the way. So we have people that c- have come from sales backgrounds, people that have come from other franchise companies, um, you know, people that you know, have worked for others or worked for themselves. And so we just have a, a really big mix of uh, franchisees that have come in. We have an Olympic gold medalist, though, too. Though, like, they're kind of all the whole range. <laughs> right. Okay, and uh, and Chris, would you say, kind of within that variety, within that range, there are some kind of key either personality traits or key pieces of experience within their backgrounds that re- uh, are the same across all of your franchisees? Yeah, I think there's a major competitive nature to a lot of our franchisees. We share a lot of data across the system, right? And the franchisees that that do well and get excited about you know, competing. They want to have the highest enrollment numbers. They want to have the highest revenue numbers, uh, the highest uh, NPS scores. Uh, but it's a healthy competition. We have a lot of franchisees reach out and ask, how are you doing? How are you getting your enrollment numbers so high? How are you marketing so well? Uh, so that healthy competition is good. They need to obviously, uh, are they're able to take on risk uh, and have a level of, of, of risk upon the way that they think and they act and they, they operate. And I think a lot of times, you know, sales and marketing, they need to have a lot of empathy. We talk about, you know, integrity, compassion, trust is one of our core values, uh, making sure that you need to have all of that because you, you're dealing with young children, you're dealing with the parents, you're dealing with your staff that are typically high school or college college age. So you need to have a wide range of abilities to communicate uh, with with people as well. Well, that's great to hear, I suppose, and great to have rather the kind of, as you say, the 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 pairing of being competitive but also you know having that kind of mutual guidance and support so that the network can rely upon each other is just a great way to grow and expand for the long term um jenny you of course yourself and chris were were co-founders of the brand and you still remain um you know franchisors leading the organization to this day what kind of benefits would you say have come with keeping goldfish family owned since its inception back in 2006 you know i think that working with family there's just a special bond there that you can't hire or find somewhere else. Um, you know, Chris likes to call it truth serum and bourbon. It's like, we tell it like it is. His brother is very involved in the business as well. He's um, a partner. And so we work together really well because we can say whatever was on our mind we can hash it out and then we get over it because we're family. And so I think that is a special bond that you can have with no one else. And I think there's a trust factor there as well that we know we have each other's best interests at, at heart um, always. And so I think just keeping that in mind that we always want to do what's best for our family and our kids and the legacy that we're leaving, um, we're all, we all have that goal in mind. And so working together really just, it ebbs and flows. We obviously have our ups and downs. We've hashed it out <laughs> many a time, but at the end of the day, we're family and we still love each other and it just works for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to dive into kind of the nuts and bolts of the Goldfish Swim School uh, methodology. So I know that your curriculum is built around this idea of the science of swim play. Um, Jenny, would you be able to kind of detail a little more what that actually consists of on a a day-to-day basis for the franchisees? Sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of like I alluded to my swim experience when I learned it was kind of dark and dingy and there wasn't a lot of color pizzazz or fun. And I think just possibly with my preschool background and teaching young kids, you know, previously out of the water, 
I think kids learn through play and they learn through having fun. And so I think sometimes we forget that and we just want to get to the goal and you guys, you know, learn how to do the breath right and the freestyle right. And so we've really broken it down into just learning through play. And there's so much research out there um, that that is true. So we have a lot of bright colors and we have a lot of toys and we teach through, you know, themes. We change them each week. There might be like an under the sea theme. And so everything we talk about in class that day is dealing with that. So, you know, instead of scooping, you're digging for clams or you're digging for shells. And so we try and just make it all encompassing where they use their imagination and really have fun because swimming can be a little bit scary for kids to learn and to put their face under for the first time. And so a lot of high fives and ribbons and prizes when they leave. And so it's really just that idea of learning through play and fun and taking the scariness out of it. You know, our pools aren't deep. They're shallow water pools. They're 90 degrees. So we try and remove all of that. And, you know, eventually they will go in a deep pool that's cold. But hopefully at that point, they've already learned how to swim and they've gotten over those fears. And so we try and make it just a fun, you know, enjoyable experience that they want to come back to each week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think as you say, you know, you can kind of take for granted being older that swimming is just something you do but as for children it's certainly you need that kind of gradual introduction to make it a much more comfortable experience and we joke a little bit uh internally that we hope that children cry when they leave the program because they're so sad to leave versus <laughs> cry when they show up because they're so unhappy to be there is we want to create that memorable experience where they just want to stay be there swim and have fun um, Chris, just back to the idea of kind of um, the franchisee side of things. Do franchisees themselves sort of build out their own pool centre when they first join with Goldfish, or do you often partner with pre-existing swimming sites to to offer the kind of curriculum at those pre-existing locations? Yeah, so the majority of our franchisees will lease facilities, so anywhere from six thousand to eight thousand square feet, and we build out our pools at that site. And so there might be a strip centre, there might be a light industrial complex. We have some franchisees that buy their own land and develop. So we like to build our own pools and our facilities because we can create a customized facility for the families. Uh, logistically, it flows. It works well. There's space for the families to relax and sit and watch lessons. And it just feels really kid-friendly and fun and tropical. That's not to say that as we expand, there aren't opportunities to use existing pools. But right now, we like to develop our custom uh, facilities to create that experience that that we hope our families uh, receive when they come into our schools. And so do you have any conversions within the network at the moment, or is that something you're looking to pursue moving forward? We don't have any conversions. Uh, we're open to it. Uh, when we go into markets like uh, Manhattan or out West up in you know Seattle, as an example, mm. it's really expensive to build out our facilities because we're building our own pools. The cost of materials and construction have risen across uh, really the world. So we're open to it, but we don't have any conversions at the moment. And um, I saw on your site, Chris, that um, at the moment you're not looking for entrepreneurs who, as you guys put it, dip, want to sort of dip their toes into the water. Um, does that mean that absentee ownership isn't really an option or is that something that you do have within the network? Yeah, so we look at absentee as you can open up a franchise outside of the state that you currently reside in. But we don't want you to be absentee where you don't know what your enrollment numbers are. You don't know what who your people are. You're just, you lose touch with the operations of the business. What we've seen to be most successful are franchisees that open up businesses. They're in touch with it. They go visit frequently. Um, they're aware of, of what's going on, what the curriculum is, and what it's supposed to do. They could step in and they could take a sales call. They can sell a product. They could oversee the quality of the swim lessons and understand what's working and what's not working. Um, so we just feel like going back to the whole family feel, 
We have a lot of families that are franchisees. We have a lot of friends that are franchisees. And I think with that, they, they push each other, they trust each other. They, you know, engage each other to be really, really successful. Cause this is not a, just open it up and, you know, consider it mailbox income. You have to work at it. You need to, to grind early on. And then you need to set up the right systems, and the right people to continue this business uh, for years and years. So yes, you can open a business outside the state, but if you're not there, if you're not visiting it frequently and know what's going on, this is not the right business for you. Right. Okay. And um, Jenny, do you tend to find that many of your franchisees um, actually directly manage the day-to-day themselves in the sense of they run the classes and things, or do they often always build out teams to handle those kinds of roles so that they can work more on developing the, the, I suppose, longer term, you know, wider business areas? I would say there's a good mix, honestly. I mean, I think we have a little bit of both. I don't know that any of the owners are actually teaching classes, although we have plenty that do. Uh, I wouldn't say that's the norm, but I do think there are a good amount that show up on a daily basis and, you know, just want to check in with their staff and be involved. Um, but then there's others that are running, you know, 12 different locations and they can't be everywhere at once. And so they have a great team and they have regional managers under them who manage the managers. And so I think everybody kind of has their own way to do it, depending on what their end goal is and where they're at. But I would say it's it's really a big mix. But I wouldn't say most are really in the water or even on deck most days. They're just kind of managing the whole team. Yeah. Well, it certainly sounds like you guys have managed to build the system in a way that it is bespoke enough to where, you know, they can kind of get as involved or as hands off as they they need to be and they want to be out of the business. Um, My final question for you, Jenny, um, is just about international development. I know you guys have quite a a wide network throughout the North American kind of area, but do you have any plans for going overseas at the moment or is the US kind of a priority for you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt that one to Chris because he that's more his expertise, I would say, on, on where we're at with that. Yeah, sure thing then. Chris, what are, what are you looking at internationally? Sure. Yeah, international is definitely on the mind. You know, we took our first leap going into Canada. We have two locations there and we're continuing to expand um, in Ontario. We have a lot of opportunity in the U.S. So right now our focus has been on the U.S. But what we're starting to do is slowly uh, learn about what it would be like to go to the UK or to England or other countries in Europe, I would say, or even Australia, New Zealand, where swimming is is very, very popular and, and needed. So yeah, international is definitely something that we have on our mind for the future. Do we have a plan? No, because we have a lot of uh, room to grow here in uh, North America. Great. Well, thank you very much again for both joining me today and very interested to see what's next from Goldfish as we move forward this year. Karen, thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. It was great to learn more about the goldfish model with Chris and Jenny and hear how the company has grown in the 16 years since its founding. It's clear that a lot of passion went into the franchise's initial creation and by partnering with the right kind of franchisees, the duo can ensure that this passion continues into the long term. It makes sense that a competitive edge is consistent across the brand's franchisee network and this kind of healthy rivalry can drive people to succeed to their fullest. However, along those same lines, it was good to hear that the competition never tips over into anything negative and is instead utilised to support and develop those franchisees that may need the extra leg up. We'd be keen to hear from you on this. How important do you think competition is when growing a wide-reaching brand? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods.
To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.